Hello, and welcome to the podcast of Emmanuel Assemblies of God in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen. If you're ever in our area, we invite you to join us for one of our worship services. For times and locations, please visit at EmmanuelAG.com. Well, I just want to say a few words of uh, just appreciation and um, what, what I know BJ has announced as you guys are grabbing your seat. I know BJ was able to share last week a little bit of the transition our family has kind of felt was was coming, and we kind of honestly wanted to delay it as long as and long as and as long as we could. Um, during worship, I just stood back there, and I'll be honest, this is this is kind of a hard day for my family. We've been here for seven years now. This is all my kids remember. Um, it's been hard to kind of talk to our kids about it. You guys have been family. Y'all have loved us so well. We're not saying goodbye. We're just saying we know that there's some other things that the Lord is asking us to do right now. And if I can be transparent, we looked over at uh, the mall a couple this week and saw them tearing down all the way to the middle food court as they were starting on both ends and even the middle. And you know the memory I shared with my kids about that mall, because I've got decades of memories, was that's where Pastor James asked me to come to, to join Emmanuel and work with him. Because that's the last significant thing that happened in that mall in my life. And so you guys have done such an amazing job of welcoming my family, of watching us go through some ups and some downs, some stretches and some victories and some hard times. And you guys have been so supportive through all of that. And uh, I blame blame Pastor James for, (laughs) for this great season of these seven years that we've been a part of right here. And again, we're not saying goodbye, but when I, when I told my parents that, hey, I, I believe the Lord is opening a door for me to also work with the youth and James at, at Emmanuel, I love my parents and I honor them, but they didn't like that idea. They didn't want to share me. They didn't because they, they thought that one day I would be in their shoes, and, and I have been and I am. Um, and they didn't want to share my time and my attention because they knew if Kika were going to go where it was supposed to go, that it would take more, not less. And I've given as much as I could to both places, and it's been really hard. Um, and my wife, I, t- I promised her that as we stepped down and handed it over the reins of the church to good hands, um, that it would give more time to my family, and, and that was a lie. <laughs> She's challenged me. She says, I'm, I'm in one lane at Kiko and I'm doing more than I ever was. And she's telling the truth. So we're figuring out that new balance too. But I just want to express, you guys have loved us so well. You have loved our family. You have loved our kids and our kids and our kids and our kids. And some that weren't our kids that became our kids for a little while. We just appreciate just the heart of this church, how giving and um, you guys have marked us. You have marked us in a good way. And so from the bottom of our hearts, we just say we love you. And we're so thankful uh, for the season, the time, the seven years that we've been here. Um, You're going to keep seeing us. I hope BJ will invite me back to preach. I don't know if he will or not. But 
um, the Lord has also called us to do what my parents had been doing for years, which is to be more of itinerating missionaries. You see a lot of your missionaries, when they come back, they have to itinerate for a whole year to get their funding back up. And well, my parents did that for years for Kiko as urban missionaries. Um, and, and that's what the Lord is leading us back into. Um, there's been just in the last two weeks, four churches that have asked us to come and share. And I think a lot of that is just because of the timing and, and everything that's been going on. People are paying attention uh, to what's happening in our center city a little more. And, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, but I think it gives us an opportunity to hopefully show some of the God things, the good things that, that he's doing in our city, um, not just through Kiko, but we are a piece of that. Um, but we, we are, again, so grateful to be able to be commissioned in this moment uh, to what the Lord is leading us into more of. Because uh, as I looked at my staff members yesterday at Kiko, we were having a car wash. One of them, I told her, I said, guess what? What God has in store for us is way bigger than any one of us. What God has in store for our city is way bigger than any one church, any one body, any one collection of, uh, or tribe of believers. It is way bigger, but we all begin rebuilding the wall in front of us, right? As Nehemiah would, would dictate for us. We all begin building what the Lord has called us to. And so you're going to hear a little bit this morning about what the Lord has called my family and then our staff and our team. It's way bigger, way bigger than any one of us. Um, but Kiko, you're going to get to hear a little bit today about what we're just passionate about, about what we believe the Lord has called us to. And so KICO, it stands for Knoxville Inner City Kids Outreach. Um, it, it started initially just as a mobile program. You guys got to see the truck. Isn't that fun? I can't tell you. Yeah, you can clap for the truck. Yeah, the truck deserves a round of applause. <laughs> I can tell how many times every week kids ask us, do you live in this thing? I'm like, is there a shower that I didn't see? Is there a bathroom in there? Because no, there's not. But they do. They think we live in it. It's carpeted. It's nice. BJ, I think, built the cabinets for it actually years ago. Uh, helped us outfit it. And, and, uh, but that's our mobile Sunday school. We, we really believe in being mobile. There's a pastor in town. He says this about the a Great Commission. He says, we have a go ye gospel, not a come ye gospel. And so very much so we believe in mobilizing hope, taking hope through relationships and faith development throughout our communities. Uh, and you're going to get to hear a little bit more about that from both Miss Tara and Miss Mook who have come to share. But before they do, let me give you a little bit better of a visual of how that truck and then our youth program as they grow up through that uh, operate in our 10 communities here in the city. Would you play that video for us? Knoxville is a beautiful city surrounded by breathtaking mountains and incredible lakes. Folks from all seasons of life enjoy what our area has to offer, but not everyone gets the opportunity to experience their best life here. Often through no fault of their own, children and families in Knoxville's urban communities find themselves trapped by poverty and conditions that block their desires and dreams of greatness. I'm Michael Clark, Executive Director with KICO. Knoxville Inner City Kids Outreach. And for nearly 25 years, we have existed to draw a line in the sand with our urban youth. Our desire is to see a generation transformed, one child at a time, one neighborhood at a time. Each week, our teams go into 11 neighborhoods, visiting the kids and their families, developing meaningful relationships, and inviting them to our exciting program, Sidewalk Sunday School. Sunday school happens the same day each week in that community where kids come running to their site, excited to have fun, play games, win prizes, sing crazy songs, and then hear a lesson that brings hope and opportunity. 
While we are constantly evaluating how to make this the most exciting time during their week, we know that preparing our kids for life is more than just academics and sports, although important. The heart matters and helping them navigate the difficult things life throws at them is vital. We believe that no one is defined by their past or circumstances. Helping our young people overcome environments of violence, addiction, and constant trauma is equipping them and their families for resiliency and ultimately success. The best life comes by learning to make choices that defy the odds, that break cycles, and begin to build the foundations for healthy outcomes, equipped with the essential assets for success in life and godliness. We continue to walk with our young people as they enter their middle and high school years. This helps us build upon the investment we have made during their younger years and help them each realize their full potential. Would you invest in our city kids? It takes people who will invest time and resources to help us to continue to see transformation in their lives. While we celebrate the 11 neighborhoods and the nearly 1,300 kids we are investing in each week, that is just a drop in the bucket. Knoxville's urban communities are filled with over 12,000 young people desperate for a caring mentor to develop a meaningful relationship with them and help them discover their God-given destiny. Thank you for helping us. Together we are impacting kids and their homes. All right, so Tara and Mook are gonna come up now. Is Tara coming first or are y'all coming together? Let's encourage them as they come up. Yeah, I told him, put the kids out here and I'll talk for hours. The adults scare me, so bear with me. <laughs> I'm intimidated by you guys. No, um, we're just going to share with you guys some of the things that we do. Um, we have 10 sites so far. Um, five of those are community sites. That means that we can gather a lot of the community kids and they can come and hear what we have to share. And then five of those are actually in the Boys and Girls Club, which is awesome. And we are adding more sites this August. That's why we added MOOC. Um, she's going to share, um, once we go through our lesson, she's going to share her um, testimony with you guys of how she has come full circle. She used to be a Sunday school kid. Um, so uh, do you have anything you want to share about those sites? Yeah, I have a lot. Okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, like I always tell them, I'm an open book. I don't have to write anything down. It's already in my heart. It's the absolute truth. You can ask me anything at any time, and I'm ready, especially when it comes to Kiko. Um, Michael's parents, Mr. Bill and Miss Janice, I met them at nine years old. I've known their family 18 years. Even when him and Candy first started dating, I was around. Uh, <laughs> yes, almost like a first generation junior staff kind of thing um, through the program. So uh, it's just been so amazing. Like, it's, it's awesome when you finally give God your yes. That's pretty much my favorite quote this year. I finally gave God my yes because I ran from it for a long time because I knew that he was calling me back to come back and serve at Kiko because of all the seeds that they planted into me is now into fruition. So where I am in my walk now is just like, it just made all the sense in the world to come back. So it's just near and dear to my heart. I'm blessed to meet Carolyn and Tara and work with them and brand new relationships and how the youth group and how the program is now versus how it was when I was growing up in it. So 
I don't know. I just always want to revive all the nostalgic stuff about it. You know, just all the songs I remember. Yeah, she's added a bunch of songs that have really put I mean, me on edge. I said, think about it. If I'm 27 yeah. now and I learned these songs at 9, 10, and 11, it means something. It stuck with me, you know? Yeah. So it's in my heart. So I want to do the same thing for the kids that's in the inner city now. Ones that are just like I was. They was on the tarps now. Um... It's amazing. Oh, my gosh. I can go on and on. Okay, let's just get into okay. what we do right now. If you'll show the first one that says relationships. Um, we go around. Yeah, that is her. <laughs> See, and the thing is, is she showed all of us up because I'm going to miss her in August because we're actually splitting up. We're um, going to do separate sites together, but she's been together with Michael and I um, in training, which she has outdone us. She didn't need any training, to be honest. She remembers kids' names that I've been around for how many years now? I can't remember, which is sad. Um, so she's doing a great job. But every Monday, we go around to all of our sites, and we hand out the kids a paper. It has their PowerPoint memory verse, which you'll see all that. We brought that in to share with you. And it has what they're getting for the week. We kind of like entice them to come I guess we call it promotion yes it's a treat for them if they come and listen to us the whole time they get a treat at the end a promotion at the end so we go around and we hand out the papers to them as a little bit of a reminder that they're coming especially the community kids they look at they're like ecstatic for you to come around and visit them which this season has been different because of COVID we're hoping this fall we can go back around and do the visitation and stuff in our communities. Um, all right, do you wanna? It's not gonna stay. No, it so ain't gonna stay. At I'm Sunday fine. school, this, me personally, I think it's hilarious, but we give out like candy galore. Okay, if you can tell me the memory verse, I'll give you a sucker. If you can tell me the PowerPoint without looking at it, I'll give you a sucker. Now, most places and the clubs, they don't want them to eat the candy because normally they tend to throw the trash around and we're left to pick it up later, but. I like that it keeps them engaged. You know, a little bit of sugar gets them hyped up and they're ready to do all the dance moves and yeah. everything. I mean, you can keep them focused and attention on it. Also, we have um, a memory verse. We pick one boy, one girl that can say it to us without looking at it. We give them a special treat. Quiet seat prizes for the best boys and the best girls yep. that are paying absolute attention because we're like, no rough housing, no distracting your neighbor. Yeah. Don't play with the toys you just won. I mean, you have to constantly remind them of the balloon system. The girl's side get three balloons. The boy's side get three balloons. If either side loses their balloon, then your promotion goes to the other side. And I love to say double for their trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so I just have all kinds of sayings and just little things that they can relate to that stick with them that they think is just hilarious. I mean, it works for me. It's my personality. Like I said, it just all came natural. And Mr. Bill said to me, like, my second week of being team lead, he said, I bet you feel like you're in your purpose now, don't you? I said, I do, though. Like, I just feel so comfortable. I was nervous. That's my first week at Vestal. I think that was Easter week, my first week leading. I was extremely nervous. Like, I was forgetting everything and going over the life story. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I forgot my whistle. <laughs> but eventually, I just I just started pouring myself more into it. I kept asking God, just go before me. Go into these communities, you know, set the path for us, and just let the kids be drawn, the ones that you want to be drawn by you. And it's just been working out amazingly ever since then. It's almost effortless. Like, I don't have to do anything. Just show up. 
Mm-hmm. And God's already done the rest. It's already worked out. So yes. I'm really grateful for that. Tara has trained me and just <laughs> reminded me of certain things now. She was like, you're going to forget something. I mean, it just happens. You're going to forget. We all have. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You're going to forget. But yeah. it's just been amazing. The kids. I, I knew I knew I was doing a good job when the kids started calling me by my name. They're like, Miss Mook, hey. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, they know me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they know me now. So I, I just looked forward to that. So it, it helped me to remember names and things like that. So I keep them in mind. Honestly, one kid popped up in my dreams one night. I'm like, oh, yeah, Michael told me you're going to be doing this in your mm-hmm. sleep. And here it is weeks later because I started in February, right, like at the top of February. Extremely amazing. Oh, my gosh. Kiko? Yeah. Yeah, I told him, I said, without seeing the truck and actually seeing kind of what we do, it's kind of hard to tell what Kiko does. It is almost like children's church on wheels, just to be honest. The lesson that we do and all that, um, each week, well, each semester, I guess I should say, starting in August, we start a curriculum, and we teach it until... November and then December is like Christmas sites, which it seems like it's Groundhog Day because we do the same lesson every day for like two and a half weeks. But this semester, which we started in March, Carolyn, I think, started towards the end of February. She's about a week ahead of us. But we are doing Bible Heroes. So at the beginning of our lesson every week, do you want to talk about this and I'll show yeah, okay. So we do a review. Abraham was our very first Bible hero. And at one point, we were wearing capes, but uh, we just stopped wearing them eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had capes and masks. I mean, we had to figure it out. But one side got the rolling. Week six, nobody knows where their cape is. <laughs> so Abraham was the promised man. He believed God followed his promises. Of course, he had descendants, as many as the stars in the sky. Joseph was a flash because he ran so fast away from sin, even when he was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife. Moses, the man with the invisible shield, like I tell all the kids, I have a shield, you all have a shield, we all have a shield, okay? Even when he was a little bitty baby, God still made sure that he was protected in a basket. Okay, G.I. Joshua, because he took a stand against sin, he fought it, he stood against Achan and the Israelites and the whole situation with those things. Yes, Moving forward, Gideon, Captain Israel. The kids say, Captain America. <laughs> like, no, Captain Israel. So, yes, he believed, uh, he listened to God's voice and he knew how to command. Samuel, our Superboy. And this was last week's, actually. The kids really enjoyed that. I mean, we had a really good time with Samuel. We talked about how God was calling him. He thought it was Eli, but it was, in fact, God. And how he um, actually chose to live for God throughout the priest's family where no one else would. This week is Daniel. Yes, the loner. He's also the brave heart as well. So um, his courage came from God, just like our PowerPoint said. And they actually like um, doing the review because they get candy. Yeah, they (laughs) do. Yeah, they're like, I know, I know, I know who it is. Like they're shouting it out before we even get the we posters have one flipped. We that knocks it out the park every week. Yes, I mean, like little all stars. They <laughs> they just pumped. Yeah, we always do the pledges to the American flag, pledge to the Christian flag, and we have rules. This um, is their favorite. And I think you even like say those in our sleep. Um, I do. Yeah, yeah. One 
we'll say, what's one number one? And they're like blaring it out. Yeah. Um, barely can get the numbers out and they're shouting them. And number three, which we've, we've kind of made a, a game with it the last couple of weeks um, because it, you're supposed to say real loud, the whistle means, and then go quiet. So we try to see who can actually do the quiet. Um, and so far, Lawrence we've Reed been. Is undefeated. Yes, they are. They have been phenomenal. They, they which every time. Yeah. So and then four have fun, and have then we. Get, fun. Yeah. So they they love our rules. The stage is because we use the truck, and we don't want them coming up there and getting hurt unless they're invited up there to play a game or whatever. Yeah. So, um, and then we do two songs. We may do one with you guys. The ones we did this week were Very Big Gato, and we chose not to do it because you have to get down on the floor. Because <laughs> man's love is so small compared to God's love. And then we did this one, um, My God is So Big. Judy, you want to hold our poster? I think we're going to sing it. Do you want to come hold this and one? These are the songs Miss Janice sung with us when I was a kid. That's why I love them so much. I just do. Do you want to start it? or? Okay. Oh, God. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do for you. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do for you. The mountains are his, the rivers are his, the stars are his handiwork too. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do for you. Kids love it. <laughs> Thank you, Judah. When we get done with songs, when our last song is played, it goes into our game, game beat. Oh, no. She does great fast. Yeah. And so they drop like flies because whoever's down first gets a game question. Yeah. And our game questions, I didn't get them off the truck. Well, they come from the previous yes. week's memory verse, PowerPoint, Bible lesson, and life story. Yep. So we pick like the main points and little nuggets from it that we expect them to remember. Like last week, um, when no one is around to encourage you, encourage, encourage yourself, yourself in the Lord. Yeah. Um, we will serve the Lord our God. We will obey him. Mm -hmm. Obey was the blank word that we wanted a kid to fill in for us, which went well. And yep. Once we do that and we have a we have a game winner, I go to the girl side. I'm like, yep. girl side, tell everybody your name. The little girl says her name. And I'm like, fill in the blank for me. And I'll repeat that game question to her. She says it out loud. I do the same thing to the boy side. And then we go right into the game. And then the game winner yeah. and loser, they still get a prize. We make sure everybody gets something. I think we have a game picture up there if you want to go the, the next one funk. yeah <laughs> this one they actually had the little swim tubes around them and they were not allowed to hold them up with their arms and so they kind of had to spread their legs legs and waddle all the way back to the end of the tarps and then back up and whoever got there first um was our game winner which was hilarious because <laughs> some of the kids were really struggling to get them yeah. so one had like all the way at his feet and was like <laughs> yeah. barely walking but yeah yeah, so they they love the games. That's like one of the highlights of the day too, and it's f hilarious. So um, we actually brought one of the games that we played this week, and I think Ellie and Mo are gonna come play it for us. <laughs> so this is gonna get crazy. Oh, if I don't dump them everywhere, no. no. 
He's just going to get laughed at. That's all. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there, he wants a prize. There's actually prize in the truck if you win, if you want to go. Okay, so we told our kids, this is called junk in your trunk. <laughs> so they have balls in the tissue boxes, and they have to get the balls out without using your hands. So if you have to shake your booty, whatever <laughs> you have to do, <laughs> you're going to shake when we say go. And whoever gets their balls out first is our game winner. So on your mark. And we have music this whole time, too. See, you didn't know what you was getting into. Mo would tell me yes and not even know what he's doing. <laughs> On your mark, get set, go. <laughs> you got to shake your truck a little bit. There you go. There you go. Keep on, keep on. We should add some music. <laughs> yep, you're getting them. Come on. You only got a couple more. Is she done? She got a couple. No, she got three, I think. I don't think they know how to shake their junk. <laughs> Come on, Mo. Shake, shake, shake. Oh, there you go. There you go. I think Mo got his out. Good job. Good job. Thank you, Mo. I appreciate it. Good job. Now, the kids get creative. They have all kinds of ways. I mean, seen a lot of stuff. All right. I think our, yeah, we, we have some fun games. The kids um, are interesting at times when they play the game. <laughs> games. It, it's entertaining in itself. You could just come watch our games and have a lifetime of entertainment. Um, just some of the things we we play. We had one game. I can't remember we played it last week or the week before. We we learned it when we went to North Carolina. But it's two two-liter bottles put together. It has gum in it, and they have to shake them. And one kid was like, he was dying. He could not shake that bottle. It was so funny. I was like, are you that wore out already? And you ain't even started. But, yeah, we I think it did, too. Um, I think our next slide is uh, the lesson. Yeah, I think that's the memory verse. Yeah, I think you're teaching that one. Isn't that you? Yeah, that's Up a there. different week. I yeah. have on the same shirt, but I promise you a different week. <laughs> <laughs> um, we start out with review. After our games, we start with the review, the one that we went over with you. And then that leads us into our PowerPoint. And our this was our PowerPoint for the week. My courage comes from God. This is something they have to, to memorize. Um, it's on their paper we hand out when we first go as well at the beginning of the week so that they have it. They have it on every aspect of anything we do with them. There's a PowerPoint and a memory verse. Um, and then we go into our memory verse, like she said, and go over it several times for them to memorize it. And once we go over, like she said, they, she'll pick a boy and a girl that can say it without looking at the poster. Um, and you can tell the ones that have actually taken the time to memorize it because just going over a few times, some of them are really long, but that's the main reason why we give them the papers out is so that they have a way of keeping up with it 
and memorizing it. I had one boy last semester kept every one of his papers the whole semester. He kept all of them. Um, yeah, he he got a prize. Um, and I, so I started at one of my sites that's a little bit more of a entertaining site, I'll put it that way, um, that if they bring their papers, they'll get a piece of candy or something just to kind of promote them hanging on to them because that site, they have to hang on to them all week long. <laughs> so, and that's kind of helped with them keeping up with them and, and memorizing them. Like the kids yes. the paper home, they may have it on like the refrigerator or whatever, mm -hmm. and it actually the parents too. Yes. Um, you just never know. Like the slightest little bit of the Lord and his mm -hmm. word, um, it brings that that water, that flow, that light into that whole family. So a lot of times when we pray for the kids, I try to stay mindful to pray for their families and their households too, that mm -hmm. everybody will take on the mind of Christ to make sure that we can still get our same kids back and continue to develop that relationship with them. Um, yeah, just a complete alignment, but it also works for the parents and everybody mm -hmm. else around them too. I'm used yeah. to that. And once we do uh, memory verse, we go into our Bible lesson. And like she said, this week was about Daniel. So we teach the lesson pretty much out of the Bible and have a few pictures for them to show up. I didn't grab it all that. It comes from the Bible. It's the absolute <laughs> truth. Yes. Um, and once we do that, we usually do two or three object lessons. Um, this week's was an envelope with God's promise. Yes. So it's something that they can actually visualize and see. Um, that kind of sticks it in their memory as well. Um, we've done stuff where the vinegar makes it kind of overflow and stuff. So mm -hmm. it's something that's going to also implant a vision in their mind so that they can relate it to something that we see every day in our household but hey that's what we learned at Sunday school and yeah, yeah. so and then do you want to talk about this and I'll hold your posters for you yes then after object lessons we go into a life story and the life story Bible is lessons. after object lessons we do Bible lesson object lessons then our life yeah, story. story yeah and this one this semester is fans a JC fan club Switch microphones. I was trying to project you. Top. Testing. <laughs> testing, testing. Yeah, it's green. Can you hear me? Okay. The JC fan club. So last week, this is Manfred. He's, he is extremely excited. This is his first time going to church. And this is also his first time being on a church bus. So he's extremely excited. He heard about it through his friends. And now he's finally being able to experience it for himself. And also in the life story, it tells us that how we as adults should always stay childlike, especially when we're, we're talking about getting into the presence of God. So he's extremely excited. He's he's did some review questions. He won a quiet seat prize because he was paying that much attention. And he gave his life to the Lord. His JC friends, they gave him a Bible. And now he has the word of the Lord in his heart. And he's a new creature. He now understands. And here he is skipping home with the word of the Lord in his heart and a Bible in his hand. And he's so thrilled to get home and to tell his family about what happened to him. And once he got there, he got a different reaction than what he was actually expecting. 
because Manfred's brothers were actually the ones who were there to greet him. And here they are calling him a church boy and a dork and really discouraging him for his new way in Christ or whatever. But at that point, he was new in Christ, so he wasn't really fully aware of the persecution and the things that comes with it. So he's really being discouraged. And his brothers did not make it any better for him. They're bending his blades and sliding him across the floor. They held him down until one brother came and snipped Manfred's cord, and that really, really hurt him. So with tears in his eyes, he went to his room, and he tried to mend his broken cord, and he still prayed out to God that night. The following day, he's on duty in the living room to cool off the room, and his brothers were very jealous of him, and they did not appreciate how hard he was working. So they wanted to devise another mischievous plan, and that's actually what they did. They snuck up the side of the table, and they surprised Manfred with a cold shower, but the reality is it really wasn't funny because we know that electricity and water does not mix. Well, Manfred was able to unplug himself and escape from the the real danger, however, his brothers did not let up because a couple of days after that, his brothers stole money out of their parents' wallets. And guess what? They blamed it on Manfred. Manfred was at fan club school. He had no idea what was going on. So by the time he got home, his parents were there to greet him this time, and they were furious with him. And he was like, you know what? He's feeling very discouraged, and he's wanting to give up because, number one, he's been teased. He's been harassed even by his own family members. Imagine feeling like a stranger or outsider in your own home. On top of that, his parents are furious with him, and he was falsely accused. So all that together, he really wanted to give up, and there he was. He went back to the JC fan club headquarters. He went straight to the leader, and he gave him back his Bible. He said, I give up. I'm laying it down. But guess what? The leader of the JC fan club knew exactly what to do for Manfred. He encouraged him. He opened up the Bible. He said, Manfred, let me come and talk to you for a second. Let me tell you about all our sisters and brothers in Christ that came before us and how they faced the same persecution and then some. And guess what? If they made it, so can you. The Bible tells us that Abel was killed by his brother Cain. Noah was laughed at for building the ark until it started raining. <laughs> it also tells us how Moses was put down for saying the exact things that God wanted him to say. Joseph was thrown in jail for being falsely accused. Let's see who else. Uh, Samuel, he wanted to live his life uh, for God when no one else in the priesthood family would. David was laughed at for wanting to fight Goliath. And the best of all is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, because he came, he suffered, and he died to make a way for all of us, for mankind. So that's the most important thing. That's why this story is so important, because we want them to understand you need people around you to encourage you, to keep you uplifted. Tough times are going to come. You are going to feel discouraged. But the Bible also tells us that iron sharpens iron, which means everybody around you should be sharpening you, pushing you towards your purpose, and letting you know that you are important. You will make it. Just like all the other people in the Bible, from examples, they made it, so will you. And that's all the encouragement that Manfred needed, because here he is. He's skipping back home, and he's so full of joy because he understood that he had God's promises. There was nothing that his brothers or anybody could say to him to change that. He was a new creature in Christ, and he was on his way to heaven to meet God himself. And, boy, that was good news for him. Yeah. I love that story. Like, the kids really loved that last week, too. It, I mean, it blessed me like, to encourage me, too, because I have my times, which we all do. But um, just the upliftment and the courage. My courage comes from God. That's so very true. He renews it over and over and over. It's amazing. So 
after we get into the life story, that's when the kids either get a quiet seat ticket, depending on which site we're at, because some of them don't directly get to get the candy. Um, but they'll get a quiet seat ticket or they'll get their candy. And then we give out promotion after that. And we play a little bit of music and we just tell them, you know, we pray for them also. Pray. Yeah, it goes with it. But we just want to encourage them to see them next week and be, tell them, be mindful. Game week, uh, next week's game questions are going to be PowerPoint memory verse, so stay on it because they all want to play a game. So I get them hyped up, and I learned this from Michael and his training. I'm like, who's want to play a game? They're like me. I'm like, pick me, pick me, pick me. I haven't even asked a question yet, but I just, I just love to get their energy up. <laughs> yeah. And I think we picked this curriculum in August, and we had a been God. I mean, I shouldn't say strange, but it's been God. All of the life stories and lessons that we have taught this semester have fell into place as to the events and certain things that are going on in our city. Um, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before. The week before. I, mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. Razor. Yeah, yeah. There was actually, our life story was about a gang and them bullying. Um. And so it, it really was a life story that reached our kids because that was when all that stuff was going on, um, which is still continuing to go on. But it's, it's totally God because this curriculum was picked way before we even knew any of the events that were going to go on and happen in our city at this time. Um, and it just kind of fell into place and really helped them, I think, realize that if you have God on your side... You, know, you don't have to be afraid of anything. Then who can um, be against you? Yes. So it it really was an awesome life story and couldn't have fell in our in our curriculum at a perf more perfect time. Um, that's kind of what we do every day. Um, we have Mook and I do five sites together just because she's in training, and that will be different in the fall. That's actually our Friday site. Haslam. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They are an interesting bunch of kids, but we love them. <laughs> so um, the kids come out and they're hungry for it. You can you can just tell they just they love coming and just hearing and participating and having fun. Um, and I told Michael, especially when I first started and coming to watch them before I officially started, talking about it doesn't do it justice. I mean, you really, to be honest, it's. It's so different. Like I said, it's almost like having church on wheels, just to be honest. And I never would have thought that we, I guess you would consider it being like missionaries because you're missionaries here at home. And Moose going to share with you, and you'll kind of understand why I say this, because if we're not willing to go into these neighborhoods that nobody else will go into, to, into these communities, then who's going to... Who's going to reach them? Who's going to tell them about Jesus? And I think it might have been your mom. Is before they turned down, tore down Austin Homes, she was talking to a lady. And I think the lady got saved because of the little piece of paper that we hand out that has a scripture on it. Because she was hearing that and seeing that because her kids would bring it into her every week. And she was at her falling point and knew that she could call out and... Miss Janice would pray for her, and she got saved. I, I know there's several other incidents like that. So I don't know that I could ever go to a foreign country 
and live. So I think that's why I'm where I'm at. And I think Mook could say the same thing because it's like we're missionaries here. And and till you come see it, like I said, we're not doing any justice <laughs> by far. But we're just showing you a little piece of it. Um, when the kids come run up to you and even with everything that's been going on this past year, a lot of the staff and parents and families in our community are like, are you going to come all summer? <laughs> You're like, can we have you all summer? They don't want us to not come because they want the presence of God in their place and around them. Um, and I, Mook will say, and I know Michael will, it's not us because... You can ask my husband, 10 years ago, would I have been standing up here talking to you all? Absolutely not. <laughs> I would not have been saying anything, and I definitely would not have been on a stage singing and dancing to kids. I still struggle with that. <laughs> um, so, But through him, I'm more than capable to do it, and I have to pray every day before I go out. And it's not, it's for him to be and work through me because I can't do it on my own. So, and then I'm, I'm going to sit down and let you share and Okay, great. You know what, Tara, is so funny because two weeks ago, <laughs> it was a Wednesday. We were on our way to Water P, and everything that could go wrong that day did go wrong. And I've been driving the truck because I've been training, of course, and Micah really wants me to get comfortable with it. And Tara says to me yesterday, she said, she, you know, she backs in like she'd have been driving it 500 times. <laughs> <laughs> but everything that could go wrong did go wrong. We had a flat tire by the time we got to site, so we couldn't, like, physically leave then. So we had to get everything that we needed off the truck, and we have these carts because Tara's innovative. So we, we stack these carts, and we just get in there, and we like to have site on the porch. Keeps the kids safe, keeps them in the shade. You know, it kind of it goes better that way. Well, we did that, and we're on the porch, and we're out there singing, and I think we're about to get right into a song, song one or two. Then it starts raining on all our equipment. So, I mean, it was just what a day. So we go inside. We try to pick right up where we are. I mean, because I was like, we have to persevere. We have to keep going. Like, the enemy is just throwing stuff at us, so we have to fight back. You know, this shield of faith. We got to block this stuff. But... It worked out. It was a really great site, probably one of the better days. Um, and we also have a better staff relationship over at that club because they have a very high turnover rate. Um, but I want to get into a little bit of how I got in to Kiko, how I became like first generation junior staff so many years ago. They're probably going to post some embarrassing pictures from when I was a child. <laughs> But it's okay because, like I said, it's already in my heart. It's the absolute truth. That is I'll probably Signal Mountain Youth Camp, like 2007. So I was probably like 11, 12. I'm not sure. But anyway, I was nine years old, and I was living out there in Wilder P. Now, at this time, my mom was on a really extremely heavy drug addiction. She fought drug addiction for 23 years. I am her oldest out of six, four girls, two boys. So, you know, next person in line, you got to make sure your siblings eat clean clothes. Like, I had to grow up fast. But thanks to Kiko, I've also had, like, a childhood. So my upbringing was very complex. Um, 
nine years old, out there at Walter P, see Miss Janice and Mr. Bill coming out there every Wednesday, and they're teaching Bible school. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go. And I had a lot of peer pressure, a lot of friends who were not interested at all, you know. So it was like the church girl, the church boy uh, peer pressure, yes. It was definitely a thing, and I'm pretty sure it's still evident today. But I still kept going. So I went long enough to qualify to go to camp, and I went to youth camp. And this is my favorite story because I went nine years old, but I had a lot of older friends, 11 and 12-year-old friends. And I got there, and Miss Janice said, Mook, honey, it's not your week. I looked around and said, what do you mean it's not my week? She said, honey, you're going with the 9 and 10-year-olds. This week is 11 and 12. So I almost didn't go. And I think I just gave her the saddest look <laughs> on my face because something in her heart, she allowed me to go. I really feel like it was the Holy Spirit because that was the first time I felt the Holy Spirit. Like I met Jesus Christ at youth camp in Chattanooga. I couldn't believe it. I mean, oh, it was the time of my life. And I began my my spiritual walk there. Then I felt it again at 12 years old with my with my pastor now. But uh, still stay connected with the family. Still was coming. Junior staff, dance team with Miss Alicia. So many conferences and oh my gosh, Winterfest every year, summer camp, Sunday school, Park West on Wednesdays, dance team practice. I think we did like maybe one or two competitions with her as well. Lock-ins. I mean, I can't even count how many times I've stayed at Mr. Bill and Miss Janet's house. That's that's us one year after Winterfest. Best year ever. That's me in the middle. I know it's a lot of kids, but me and my cousin, Dwayne, oh, I'm just going to tell you, we didn't hold back. I mean, we were kids from the inner city, you know, and they're coming to get us and taking us here and there. I mean, they really it was just the love of Christ and the patience of Job. <laughs> That they kept coming back. I'm like, wow, they really love us. Like, it was changing me. All these seeds that they had planted in me. Like, Miss Janice was like the kindest lady ever. And it, it was just so much love. I remember having a really huge brunch at um, Michael's sister house right before we went to Winterfest. And that was an amazing year, too, with Israel and the new breed. My gosh, I can go on and on. Lock-ins at the Methodist Church down by the river, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I remember one year, I was 12 years old. And like I said, my mom was really, really fighting an addiction. And we were on our way to a youth conference in Atlanta. And also, we were going to go to Six Flags. So I'm excited. My, my bags are packed, and I'm just ready to go. I'm just ready to get out of my environment because it was my escape. It was a way how I could get out of what I was dealing with at home, and I could actually have fun and, you know, be around, like, stability, let me say that. And when before I left, I had a really, really heavy gut feeling, like something just was not right at home, and truly it wasn't, but I just didn't know what. So I got to Atlanta. Um, having the time of my life and we're on our way back and something is pressing so hard in my spirit. Call your grandmother, call your grandmother. And I'm like, why do I have to call my grandmother? That's us at the zoo. So uh, I used Mr. Bill's phone because I didn't even have a cell phone at the time. I was a kid. I called, I was like, Granny, I don't know why I'm calling you, but something told me to call you. She said, Mook, when you get here, do not go home. Go to your auntie's house. I had an aunt that stayed right outside of the community. And I'm like, why, Granny? Why do I have to go? She was like, like you, I've been taken from your mama. All of y'all. 
and they were on their way to Atlanta to come get you. But I told them, no, y'all let her come back and I'll get her, you know, and do it that way. And I was like, wow, imagine the damage they would have done to me with the youth group, you know, like they would have been extremely damaging, but God was so merciful and so graceful over me at that age that he did not allow that to happen. Um, so I'm just thankful for that, even so many years later. Because like I say, Lord, if I had 10,000 tongues, I still couldn't thank you enough. I just couldn't. I'm absolutely nothing without him. Everything that I am today is because of him and his original plan for my life. And I just remember that being one of the hardest years of my life because during that time, I started turning away from the youth group and getting more into worldly carnal things and it just was not working out for me I, it was an outcry I wanted my mom I wanted stability but I was showing it in other ways and just being gang affiliated and just making poor hastily decisions I mean I went through it for a while I was a very stressed out teenager um and then finally I was at church and I saw Mr. Bill and Miss Janice come through those church doors and all my memories came back to me about how happy I was as a kid, how many seeds they had planted in me. It was just like a divine encounter. It was so amazing to see them. And I talked to them, I gave them hugs, tears in my eyes and everything. And I just was just talking to them. And Mr. Mr. Bill was talking to the pastor at that time. And a couple of weeks after that, the pastor said to me, he said, Mook, you know what? Mr. Bill and Miss Janice really love you, girl. That's all they do is talk highly of you. I'm like, I know. I love them, too. And he's like, no, you don't understand. They told me that when they saw you here with your hands lifted up, they knew that they were in the right place. It, it blew me away. Like, I, I didn't know that. Like, I had no idea that they were watching me that much or that they were just even aware of what I had going on. But the fact that they saw me and it gave them that sense of comfort and I saw them and I got the same thing from them. So I knew then it's just time to get into ministry. It's time because the kids now, I can relate to them. I can tell them, you know, hey, you're going to make it. I can encourage them. I can pour into them. I can stretch myself and be there for them because I was them. I was just like them. I'm just grateful enough that I say yes to the Lord, and he just, you know, molded me. He did. He just, I'm clay, you know? So I'm like, Lord, I just I just need more of you. May I decrease so that you can increase in I just, I just love what I do now. I love that I'm actually staff. So many other kids that was in junior staff with us that know me, that's my age, they're like, we can't believe you're teaching Sunday school. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense, don't it? So they are so grateful. Now some of my other friends like that was there, their kids are coming to Sunday school. Now I'm going to sign one up next week to go to summer camp with us in July. So God is just amazing. I mean, he blows me away all the time even the smallest, littlest things, because, you know, he communicates with us in ways that we understand, but I could go on and on. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. When I first started, I was so nervous. I didn't want to talk. Michael's like, hey, do you want the head mic this week? I was like, no. <laughs> now, I can't wait to get it. I look for my mic now because I'm so comfortable, and it's just so amazing, like, 
to look back on it and just, you know, like, wow, Lord, you knew all along what you were doing. You knew all along where you wanted me to be. And Miss Alicia said something so beautiful. She said, Mook, I know you're here for such a time as this because our, our neighborhoods and where I come from and those kids and teenagers and their families, everybody needs it. Everybody needs it. I could never be too comfortable in Christ. I don't care where I am in his walk. I, I need more. I need more because we have to choose to be saved every day, especially where I come from in my background. Oh, the pressure is on, okay, and you're going to feel it. And last week I learned that you have to be able to stand up under pressure. And here I am in fruition. All those seeds that they planted in me so long ago, I am a full bouquet at this point almost now. So I'm just so grateful for that. I really am. I'm definitely a product of Kiko. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> think this and works so the question would be is how can you help us um we actually have a facebook and instagram i think page so you can see a lot of our um games and teaching and all that stuff we i think they get posted quite a bit but the thing is is without support we can't do this um we, like I said, we run flyers every week. We actually have Alicia that she was talking about helps us out as far as our posters and stuff, um, printing those. But candy, we can take tons of candy. Um, we're giving out candy like it's like we're the grocery store, I think. Um, yeah, a lot of candy. Um, any any way you want to help, donations, like he said, I, I don't want to take away from our kids at church, but we're sending 18 kids to camp this summer um not we're not going until july but i mean you can support a kid to go to camp um all the funds that we get is not wasted um we are very diligent with the money it goes to the kids it's to teach them about jesus and it until i got involved um we support ourselves because it's like you're supporting a missionary, to be truthfully honest. And if we can't go out in the other countries or even in our own neighborhood and you want to support a missionary, you supporting us is like you're supporting a missionary that's in a foreign country, to be truthfully honest. Because just like she said, what if Miss Bill, uh, Miss Janice and Mr. Bill chose not to go? Um, she could have been a lost soul. You know, I mean, and she's not the only one. She's just the one that we got blessed with. Um, I I really hate having to give her up in August and splitting ways. <laughs> it's been awesome yeah, working with her. That's but true. She really has. God's put her where she's supposed to be, and and she's showed that the last little bit. So, um, and prayers definitely. If you can't support us financially, that's fine. Your prayers are coveted. Um, we can feel them, and we need them. Um, we've even started every Monday meeting and praying before we even start our week, and it's it's really made a difference because just like I was telling you, when you're supposed to go and do what God calls you to do and even come to church on Sundays, Satan's going to fight you tooth and nail. He's going to try to stop you any way and every way he can possible. Um, and he does, don't he? Oh, he's so scared. <laughs> he does. Um, he's so scared. Yeah. His time's so short. Just like that Wednesday she was telling you about, we pull up and I get out and I'm like, uh, call Michael. And she's like, what? Why? What's wrong? Like, What's going on? 
pulling our tire. He comes to our rescue. He duct tapes it, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it worked. It worked. Um, then it starts. Well, well did it get, you it, get you to there. where okay, we were anyways. trying to get to? <laughs> we thought it worked. You should have burst our bottle. But anyway, um, and actually the duct tape, there's a story behind it. There's a guy that actually him and I think a pastor of a church come and actually pray every Wednesday. And they are praying the whole community, the whole time we were doing Sunday school. And we were on the back, around mm-hmm. the back of the building, mm-hmm. and our balloons and everything kept, kept flying away. everywhere. <laughs> and he said, I think I, I got, got some duct, duct tape in the car. So he duct taped our balloons, and I didn't think we were ever going to get them off. Yeah. He was like, hang on to it. You never know what you might need it for. Makes sense. So we told him the next week, guess what your duct tape? Come in handy. It duct yeah. taped our tire. Helped us in more um, ways than he could know. So even if you have duct tape, I mean... That saved us, didn't it? It did. It <laughs> so did, it did. you would think <laughs> the smallest thing would be something that would help us tremendously. But, you know, anything helps us just as long as we can minister to them. And just to see their hearts change, like I said, until you yeah. see it face-to-face. I mean, yeah. we have li- one little girl at Northridge. We talk about her every week. Miss, I got a question. I got a question. I got a question. And the whole time you're teaching, she's like, that's not nice. Why yeah. did they do that? It's just, it's she's so... She's very animated. Sweet yeah, as it little is. Kid. But she remembers everything. Yeah. You know, so to see them come back and be able to tell you everything that you have taught. I mean, we're talking, we're on week nine. So this is eight weeks of review. And they can tell you from week one, everything you taught. Yep. And, and I really like, don't think it's uh, always about the I didn't the even remember that. Oh, yeah, we did teach. Talk about that. We did teach that. So. Tell them about how I got tongue-tied last week. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll wrap up because I know everybody's wanting okay. to eat. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. She was up there, and she was teaching Bible lesson, and it was serious. Like, you're you're serious when you're doing Bible <laughs> lesson. And I don't even know. It was kind of like the, the sin wages is of- wages of death. And she's like, the no, death right. is sin of wages and she turned and looked at me and I said are <laughs> you meaning the wages of sin, of sin is death she yeah the wages of sin. but it was funny but then at that point you don't want to laugh because you're yeah. trying to be serious <laughs> but I so, so we had to get to. tongue-tied and yeah and them trying to teach me songs that's a, like a whole nother ball game we yeah. have uh Dan helps me on Thursdays and Fridays and we were out there talking with some of our UT students and talking about a song that we were talking about doing the next week. And she's like, yeah, she was trying to show it to me. And then I watched the video and she said, what she was dancing was totally not was on the video. I said, I told you I couldn't do it. So Mr. Dan, the older guy, he said, I think it's time for me to leave. He was like, I can't watch you dance like this anymore. I told you I can't dance. I so love Mr. Dan. I we have Mr. fun. It, it is such a fun time. And, to have fun and be able to have fun with the kids and not be serious all the time is, is awesome, too, because they need to be kids, you know, and that's why we play games. We we have fun with them, and, yeah. and it keeps them interactive and entertained and it keeps them coming back. Um, it so. literally affects everybody because now that I think about it, it actually affects our volunteers, too. A lot mm-hmm. of volunteers come down from UT from the nursing program, and they have done some very, very selfless things for the program because they're they're impacted, too. They're there. They're with the kids, and they're interacting, and it has touched their hearts, too, in, in ways that sometimes we're not even aware of. Mm-hmm. So it's like everybody that's there is just a sweet time. And I was like, you know what? 
you're absolutely right. We want this to be their best hour of the day. Mm-hmm. Every time we come, we want so we give them our best, and we just look forward to seeing them every day. Yeah. I haven't had one of the little girls. That a couple of them were asking about us doing summer. We hadn't decided yet at that time, and she said, "Well, you could come on Saturday." And I said. <laughs> yeah. Would you even be here on Saturday? She's like, well, no. <laughs> so, I mean, they were trying to find any day of the week that we could come. Like, you can come on Saturday. Like, you wouldn't even be here on Saturday. But yeah. um, it just makes a difference. You just don't know who you're speaking to that week. And it may not be none of the kids that are sitting down there on those tarps. It could be an adult that's standing out there. Um, because... They need it just as much as we do, you know. And like I said, you just don't know who that you're actually talking to out there goes to church or knows a church to go to or hears the word. That might be their word for the week, you yeah. know. And we may be the only Jesus the others see. Yep. That was one of our PowerPoints as yeah. well. So, yeah. Awesome. 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 Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Let's encourage them. Thank you guys so much for sharing. So again, uh, we've got some things in the back that you can grab one of our brochures. And and the big thing I want to encourage you to do is go to our website. You can see the different neighborhoods that we're serving, the 10 different communities right now. And we'll keep that updated as we're adding the new ones. So go to kiko.org. It'll also have the link at the bottom of that page uh, to our Facebook. um, And also through our Facebook, it's not actually on our main page, but we would love for you guys to join us in prayer. Kiko.org backslash pray. Submit, Submit your prayer to us, how we can come in agreement with you. Because right now, more than anything, our communities need to be covered in prayer. There is a, just a new force of darkness that has just been unleashed in chaos, um, just taking the, the social cultures right now of our, of our world and just Oh, exploiting pain. And we want to see God do a miracle in this moment. This is a ripe time for a harvest of righteousness and justice in a way that only can come from heaven, not from earth. And so we want you to join us in seeing his kingdom come, his will be done. Pray with us. Join us in participating. And you guys as a church, join us in provision. Those are the three key ways. Praying, participating, providing. Mo is one of our youth leaders on Thursday nights, which is so much fun, to not only invest in them as they are uh, kindergarten through fifth grade, but to continue to walk with them through those crucial middle school and high school years. It is vital. Uh, Some of the really cool things we're able to do right now is continue to support families. We've added a family layer to where we're able to work with parents. Um, They have their own cohorts and classes that are are going on, and we're looking at at expanding those into our other communities, and that has been so, so fruitful. Um, And then there's just more layers that we're seeing how to mobilize a pastoral presence into our neighborhoods. The chaplain corps that we're developing in partnership with both the sheriff's uh, office as well as Boys and Girls Club will be going in and serving our housing developments. It's already in a grassroots phase for Walter P., but it will also be rolling out uh, with our Fall Academy to Montgomery Village, Western Heights, North, Northridge Crossing. These are some of our, our, um, our communities that oftentimes the churches that surround it no longer represent it. What I mean by that is those are drive-in churches. Those churches no longer are represented by, by even people in their communities. And, and we want to create an avenue for people to start doing pastoral ministry in the streets, not in a building. And so this chaplain corps is another crucial way to see that happen. So we're very passionate about what God has called 
called us to. And so we covet your prayers. Pray for our staff. Pray for our volunteers. Pray that what the enemy is trying to do, his, his, his plan and schemes will be just the light will shine on them. We will not be ignorant of them, as Paul says, but we know God's kingdom will come. Any questions at all? And then I, I can wrap us up, or BJ? Yep. Sure. I'm nervous. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I usually don't speak before a, a group except maybe every three or four years, but I think this story is, uh, is very important um, in support of, um, of what this organization does for, for kids in this area. <clears throat> when I was eight years old, I had been invited to a vacation Bible school at a little church in New York where I lived at the time. And it was the first time that I had ever heard the story of what Jesus had done for me. Sixty years later, my wife and I were traveling through New York, and we do travel the country sharing the gospel. But at this time, we were in New York, and we were driving down a main street, and I looked down the street, and there was that church that I had been to when I was eight years old. I said to my wife, I said, Maxie, we have to go back there. I have to tell them what they did, what they meant. This is 60 years later. The lady that I explained it to, I thought she was going to cry. She was so thankful that I shared that story with her about what her church did for me 60 years earlier. And I think it's very important for organizations like KICO to plant those seeds and let them grow and grow those seeds. And who knows, who knows when you have a lady like her that stands up years later and says, this is what Kiko did for me. And look 60 years later what that lady in Vacation Bible School had shared with me. I think it's very important. Man, that's it. That's it. And we, we continually say we would rather, it is easier, it is better to build boys and girls than to repair men and women. Save them the heartache. Reach them while they're young. Uh, the same organization, the same global organization that developed uh, the 440, the 440 window of, of the most unreached people groups also developed what's called uh, the, I'm sorry, the 1040 window developed the 414. Uh, the 1040 window is that the most unreached people groups in the world, right? The, the least reached. But then they, they also form something generations later called the 414. And it's not based on a geographic, but a demographic and age group that if we would reach a generation as they are most formative, then we could draw 
draw a line in the sand and we could begin to develop young men and women rather than repairing, right? Develop them versus repairing. And so it's an investment in our future to see a generation reached. And so we see our, our community uh, being able to do that one child at a time. And we thank you guys for joining us in that. It is a huge blessing to our city. Um, and so I want to close this out. I'll pray. And then BJ, did you want to say anything? I'm sorry. Yeah. I just wanted to yeah. Uh, thank you guys for mm. Guys, uh, you know, knew all that he's involved in with Kiko, right? You've been here for how long? And isn't it great just to see everything that they, that they do? It's amazing. And the other thing I just want to point out too, the the consistency. How many years have you guys been doing Kiko? Twenty over twenty six years now. Yep. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, it's not just a program. It's not yeah. just going out there one time. It's every single week in ten communities. It, that makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. It makes a big difference. So I just I just wanted to thank you guys for coming. Did you have anything right here? Okay. I, I'm told that the food is ready also. <laughs> and so so I want to go ahead and bless the food. But uh, I just want to encourage you guys to go ahead and get in touch. You guys, they're here. You know, uh, it's kind of a weird thing because we're celebrating. And I know you, you guys have made some changes, but we're not sending you anywhere. And we're not sending you to anything you've not been doing for years. But I would want you I want you to know, and I know I'm speaking for everybody here, that, that you know, our church is friends of Kiko, and uh, we're, we're with you. And if there's anything you need, and yes, of course, you come back and preach and, <laughs> and all of that, and you come back and sing and sing when you're here. And and uh, we're not really saying goodbye, but we do want to just bless you, you know, and and, and what you're doing because I, I love I love that ministry. I love the consistency, and I love the fact that you guys have been doing it long enough to have testimonies. And I love that you're in it. Yeah, and you blessed us. It's, it's a Great, great job. So let's just show them our appreciation once more. Thank you for coming. I hope you come back soon. And to check out their truck and grab some of their literature, and you guys know how to get a, get a, get a hold of them. So, But uh, let's go ahead and pray over the food, and then um, after, we, uh, after we pray, just make your way downstairs. They tell me the food is ready, okay? And uh, if, if you're not aware of what's going on, we are having a uh, meal together um, Please stay. Please fellowship with us. We've got tables downstairs and outside. I think it's warm enough. So we'd love just to have you hang out with us. Father God, we just love you. We thank you for this ministry. We thank you for the, the hearts of people that you have called and put them out into another place another world that maybe they've grown up in or what they're not used to, Lord. But you sent them not because they're so so awesome, but because they are so willing, Lord, that you filled them. You've given them a calling and a direction in the word of God to carry it into these places, Lord. I bless this ministry, Lord. I ask that you give them ideas, creative ideas, resources, connections, Lord, to bring these. The, I love the pastoral presence in these communities, Lord. We need that. We need that, Lord. I just bless this ministry. I bless these workers, those who shared with us, Lord. Thank you. Put the word of God in their lips and the fire of God in their bellies and let them just speak your word and drive back that force of darkness. That force of darkness can't stand against the light in the name of Jesus. So Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for our participation as friends and supporters and helpers of Kiko. Lord, we just thank you for this food. Bless our time of fellowship together. Bless this food to our bodies and bless our fellowship. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.